owl buddy pal of mm-hmm. mine. Yes. Did you know? It's your birthday. You just wow. Stole my thunder. It's your birthday. It, it's my birthday. My birthday. It's your birthday. I was gonna do the it's whole Usagi spiel when it's her birthday. He's like, today is my birthday. And then you're just like, it's your birthday. It's your birthday. <laughs> It's true. Hello. Welcome to the very special birthday edition of the Seasonal Amateur Checkup OVA. It's episode 110, which is also your birthday. <laughs> 110 is my birthday. Two birthdays in it's one. Past. <laughs> nice. Uh, it's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I am Jared. One year older. Joined, as always, by Doc Al and Ladium. Hello. Also one year older. It's true. Uh, so, of course, it's a birthday podcast. So, hello. Welcome to... Uh, we're doing things different. Welcome to our wrestling podcast for the week. <laughs> We're going to dive right into all the weekly shows. Uh, first up, I know you watched all three hours of Monday Night Raw this week. Uh, what did you think? <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> all right, we'll scrap that. Uh, well, welcome back to our regularly scheduled uh, edition of Jared and I watch Tiger Mask W, everyone's favorite <laughs> professional wrestling anime. <laughs> Can you believe what Tiger Mask did this week? <laughs> you know, I guess you did get me to do Dragon Ball, so like this wouldn't be out well and Gundam. It wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility of like this happening, but that's not what's happening. I mean it's a good show. But yeah, it's not that is not what's happening, unfortunately. <laughs> God, I haven't done a f- wrestling podcast in like four years wow. and don't miss it <laughs> mostly because i don't have to watch wrestling all that much anymore and it's great nice but i don't have to watch not that I like wrestling that's a, that's a different conversation for a different time yes different conversation uh we were strapped for ideas like we usually are you make it sound terrible. <laughs> we we were we were thinking on the ideas that we had and the books, and then decided to go with something completely different. That's true. I mean, you came up with this idea. My other idea was that I didn't tell you was just gonna be like, what if we just gushed about Love Life Sunshine for like an hour, which we could I mean, have I done. Would, I would gush about Love Life Sunshine for an hour, definitely. It's true. Um, but you came up with the idea that what if. I talked about my senior seminar project because we've we kind of gone in this path before because, you know, you talked about your dissertation on here. You've and you talked about like specific bits of it. Uh, and that's just, you know, this is how we roll. Sometimes we have these like cool um, discussions about academic power hour. Yeah, the academic power hour. <laughs> We're both academics. It's true. It's just <laughs> it makes it sound like we're just like. Like a a weird friggin' uh, alcohol game. <laughs> I mean, did you not see my Noah Webster rant earlier? That's true. Like, this is who I am as a person. It's great. Uh, so if you you want to, anytime we get academic here, you can just you take a shot, and then by the end of it, you're probably dead of alcohol poisoning. Yes. So don't do that. <laughs> No. Um, but yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna talk about that. Um, which I kind of haven't really thought about in a, in a little bit, but I I do kind of need to think about because I gotta submit it for some conferences. Noise. Which I just gotta get around to doing. Uh, but for my senior seminar like class, like we had this the the big the crux of the class was you know it culminates in this big project that you do over the course of the entire semester, and essentially. You know, we had different uh, choices of what we could do. So, like, you could do, like, a, a big old book review if you wanted. You could create some, like, community service type project. Um, I'm trying to think of what else, like, what other people did. Um, some type of creative project where this like, you know, writing a story or something like that. Or, like, you could create your own, like, as, as the, uh, I think the the description titled it like create your own dream course and for me that was kind of the easiest route in terms of like what i would want to do like obviously i'm not like gonna sit here and tell you like oh man i can't wait to be a teacher 
I don't know why I, I <laughs> got a southern accent there, but like, yeah, that's not Teacher. not really in in my cards unless like unless something happens. But like, that's not really exactly what I'm going for. But but with the type of things that I like and like the ways that I could kind of parlay what I do as a writer into like seeing what's out there in academia, this is kind of the easiest way to that to that to that to that. <laughs> So uh, I made a course about manga, mm-hmm. and and as somebody who has taught at a college level, I would take this course in a heartbeat. I I I definitely appreciate that, and I've I definitely heard from people who <laughs> who uh, other people like in my class, like like my my professor, my advisor, like they're all like, yeah, this is, sounds really good. Like if I would totally take this class, and it's really it's really humbling and nice of them to say. When, you know, as I've talked about and literally just wrote about recently on Crunchyroll, like, you know, I have imposter syndrome, so, like, I literally hate everything I do, so. Same. I also hate everything I do. I love everything you do, though. You do great stuff. Yeah, and the exact same for me as well, so. (laughs) I'm always like, oh, my God, my friend Jared, he's so talented. (laughs) I'm like, wow, Al is, like, way smarter than I could ever be. She is super talented. (laughs) Holy crap. (laughs) We're like bolstering each other up, like yes, yes. We hate ourselves, but like, wow, look at this person; they're (laughs) phenomenal. It's like um that that Will Smith Smith (laughs) Will Smith meme where he's like doing that the hands, you know. Mm -hmm. I forget who he's doing it to. It's like his wife, isn't it? Oh, it may. Yeah, I think it's his wife. Where he's like, look at my wife. I couldn't remember if it was was his wife or like one of the kids. (laughs) But he's been photoshopped into everything else to present, yeah. like, this thing. But anyway, that's us at each other. Like, look at this person. They're freaking phenomenal. Look how talented they are. Please appreciate them. It's true. Anyway, oh, I would take your class. <laughs> so, like, the idea for this kind of just came about because, you know, I'd taken, a, like, a a bigger graphic novel class. Like, a, like literally just, like, a study of graphic novels. And it was, like, a 400-level course. And... In that, we looked at, you know, like uh, like comic books, like just straight up graphic novels, and we briefly took a look at manga, and like the final paper I wrote in that class was about Sailor Moon, and that led me to like get a, a brief glimpse into like, you know, what's academia writing about with in terms of manga, and the answer back in, what, 20... 16? 16? Yeah, I guess that, that, that... 17? 16, I think. I think it was 16. That sounds about right. Uh, but the answer back then was, like, there's some stuff. Like, I was able to get by and have enough sources for that paper. But at the same time, there's not a lot. Which yeah. which isn't surprising in the slightest, because... Even if you look at graphic novels as a whole, like there's still it's that's still a relatively new field in terms of looking at it through an academic lens. So like there's not a lot there, and going down into manga, which is like even more niche and more of a subcategory, like you would expect that there would be less there. Yeah, I mean, like that's how my research is: is that there's just not a whole lot yet. Right. So I, I get that. I get that feel of being in a desert. So basically, that was kind of one of the things I wanted to see is like, okay, what what are they? What are people writing about in terms of this of this subject? Like, is there has things improved over the last two years? Is it any better or worse, or is it still more of the same? And I feel like it's kind of like there's still like there's people obviously there's writing stuff constantly and newer stuff is is being published, but for the most part, it is still kind of more of the same where. It's a very niche market. It's very slim pickings, and it's going to be hard to find articles for even specific topics. Like uh, I took a comics class last year as well, and like the final paper I wrote about Dragon Ball, the manga, mm-hmm. and even something you know as popular as that, you would figure, oh, there's probably some stuff about Dragon Ball out there, and there's not. There's very little. Which was very surprising to me. That's really surprising mm-hmm. for me. Like it was, wow. it was, it was tough to find stuff on that, in terms of like, and like looking through like journals and stuff. So, 
So yeah, that was one of the the big things that I wanted to look at in creating this course, and also just like the idea of of teaching it, of teaching manga to students, and exactly figuring out okay, like what what would be stuff that would be necessary to teach? Like what are what are the things that you would need to show people in terms of what this this um this subcategory of graphic novels is. Mm-hmm. and considering as well, like, there really isn't a canon for manga in the same way that, like, you know, there is for literature and all that sort of stuff. There's there's people on the internet who will tell you, oh, you need to read this and only this, or you need to read that and only that, and or maybe a mix of this and that, but, like, they're no more of an authority than you and I are. Right. We might be more of an authority than they are, actually. So... <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out okay what titles do you need is pretty tough yeah and the way i kind of did that was by like splitting everything up into genres categories. yeah genres are categories because manga isn't specifically one thing you know there are so many different specific instances of genre in manga just like with everything else obviously that I think in order to encompass all or just even teach manga, you have to let people see a wide variety of it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's one of the things I wanted to do with this course is like give people that big, wide open variety. Like, OK, you know, you might have a preconceived notion of what manga is. Uh, well, here is how it actually is. And it's a lot of different stuff. So the. Uh, the subcategory, the subcategories or genres that I kind of chose were uh, historical manga, which I feel like that's very important that you need to like kind of create like a baseline of like, okay, here's like an early form of the of the medium, and you know throughout the the course of the semester, you'll see how it's evolved and taken shape throughout the years. So, uh, for the historical manga that I chose was Astro Boy, which is just kind of that seems. If anything, that's a given. Mm-hmm. If you're yeah, if you're teaching you. manga, you're going to teach uh, Tezuka, because you know he's pretty much the guy who basically made this medium like into a thing. The genre. Yeah. Just because he like you know he liked Disney and he was like, oh, I'm just gonna ape that. <laughs> <laughs> Yoink. So essentially, like, that's your starting point. Like, okay, well. You know, here is one of the the key pieces of the medium that made it explode in Japan post World War II and everything. So let's start here, and then afterwards it kind of just goes wherever the whims of fate take me. Um, after that, I go to shonen because obviously shonen is a huge proponent of manga and Japanese art in general. Uh, the uh, the the uh, the piece that I pick for that is Full Metal Alchemist because just because I think that's a well told story it's really great um, in terms of just writing characterizations all of that um, I guess it's also worthwhile to mention as well that like you can't teach manga and also have people read an entire series correct that's definitely worth mentioning because there's a couple series that's, that we won't talk about that like we picked. I say we. Um, you picked, and I, in some instances, gave input. Yeah, because a lot of this was just like me, like coming up with ideas and be like, "Hey, what do you think of this?" Because um, you were basically the one big person outside of like my advisor that I was like bouncing ideas off of all the time and like seeing like, "Oh, do you think this is a good pick? Do you think? Uh, what do you think between these two and all that sorts of stuff?" So, uh, you were a huge, huge help in in the construction of this. Uh, Yay! Thank you. But like I was saying, like it's essentially impossible to to teach a course about manga and also be able to have students read entire series at the same time because it's just physically not possible. Um, you know, if if even if you wanted to read all of Astro Boy, like that could take the entire semester, and that would just be a course on Astro Boy. Like that's not going to teach right. you all about the ins and outs of manga. So that's a little it's a little challenging, and and for me, kind of getting around that was like basically taking the first volume of a specific work and looking at that obviously you know it's you're not going to get the whole story you're getting just the beginning parts of it but for the most part most of these 
uh, first volumes are pretty encompassing. Uh, some of them are newer editions, like this, the version of Full Metal Alchemist that I'm using is like one that literally got released last year, and it's like a new and improved, updated version of the entire like of the manga. So like, there's a little bit more I think in it. So it kind of helps in that regard as well. But like, I feel like these all kind of give like a good taste of like, okay, what's the story going to be? Who are these characters? And, like, why would it be representative of the specific genre? Yeah, why does it matter, mm -hmm. essentially, is, like, what you're getting at here. Because, like, you know, you're not just picking these all willy-nilly. Right. It, that That's not how it works. And so, like, there's a reason you specifically pick all the ones that you pick. And so, by giving, like, a snippet of an arc or whatever then you're like okay this is why this specifically matters mm -hmm. let's talk about that right exactly uh following shonen what better way to parallel that than by looking at shoujo yeah uh and the the work i i picked for that is kimini todoke which is a more it's more recent form of shoujo but like it basically hits the genre key points that you would figure so uh, I figured that would be like one that would totally work and basically like for this like you you kind of have a wide gambit of like shoujo that you can go with um, and another interesting thing about this entire course is that it's, some, and it's something that people kind of may not think of is that if you're creating a course you need to have and especially if you're teaching this to people who don't know Japanese which is basically kind of what is it's uh, aimed at is that you know you need legal versions of all these works <laughs> you need legal yeah. physical copies and that can be kind of tricky because you know not everything gets translated and brought over here to be sold so you know if there was something that i have read before and it was like oh i maybe i want to pick this but like it's not sold here so how exactly do i go about doing that and that kind of becomes problematic <laughs> Um, so it's one of those things where like you would kind of you would think it's like a no-brainer but also is something that like maybe people aren't going to necessarily think about uh, kind of piggybacking off of shoujo I go straight into the four coma comedy genre and mm -hmm. with that I chose monthly girls Nozaki-kun just because it's yes. essentially a parody of shoujo so yes it's definitely a work that you would kind of have to like, okay, you need this first and then you could understand why this is, why the, this comedy works because it's basically parroting all of these tropes that we just read about and knocking it out of the park. It's so good. Also just a great work in general. Uh, and then just continuing on, you move straight into Maho Shoujo or Magical Girl. And obviously like, if you're reading ma reading Magical Girl stuff, you're reading Sailor Moon. Yes. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. <laughs> uh, so this again is is the new the new version of the Sailor Moon manga, the Eternal Edition, which is like bigger and packs in a little bit more of the the manga in per volume. So like I think there's like a couple more chapters in this than compared to the uh, the 2011, 2012, 2013 release. Mm -hmm. So just a little bit more on that. Um, one of the interesting things I would do, for, like I have on this on this on the syllabus that I'm looking at that I created, um, is specifically for Sailor Moon is that you know manga and anime have a weird history in the United States, particularly in the '90s. <laughs> so. One of the things I would definitely look at in terms of like Sailor Moon specifically is that, okay, what did this series look like when it first came over to the United States? Whew, I read that version. Yeah. So like one of the classes would literally be just like, okay, we're going to talk about, you know, what we read, but also let's take a look at the very first chapter of Sailor Moon from when it first originally came over here, when <laughs> it had the Americanized names they mirrored everything so it could be read from right to or from left to right instead of right to left mm -hmm. and just how that changes your expectations how that changes what you think about this story and everything so uh I, I think that's very important to like kind of 
contextualize some of the not only the history of like just manga and japan and everything but like you know what's the history of it over here and that's not even getting into like the arc with like I mean, I guess they didn't do a terrible job with the latter arc. They did with the anime, but not with the manga. But it was still some weirdness. Right. Um, but then you get to the point in the later part of the mangas where it's like, we're just going to stop translating people's names and, like, <laughs> give them the same name that they had. Which is bizarre. They're, it is because it's, like, all these Americanized names and then, like, you you still have Japanese <laughs> names sometimes. You're like, oh, okay, cool. Sure. They got lazy. But yeah, the that version is wild. It really is. And I think that would be such a cool class though to like look at the comparison between the two because I mean really meanings change and ideas change when you change like the names and what, what's going on in there and I mean even just like stupid stuff like um I, I was trying to think of what they called I'm blanking. It doesn't matter. Anyway, it's 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 a weird version. I will say that right now. And even, That's the version I started with. And even something as simple as like, how does mirroring the art change it? Yeah, because that was one thing that we were looking at. Like, I would send you like shots of it, and you're like, oh, weird. Because it's just mirrored. Mm -hmm. And it took me a while, because I am somebody who actually does read manga, to like get used to reading it normally <laughs> right because i'm like oh god what is what is this i don't read manga like this but that's just how they did it like like well yeah i mean there was there was obviously some that was coming over that was you know the 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 right to left style but in order to break into that mainstream market like they were definitely making it so like oh let's make this so it's red left to right Let's Americanize these names to make it easier for people to come in and be able to read this. Like I remember in that time period, like that late nineties, early two thousands time period, like finding like I don't know, like I guess it would have been just specific chapters of the Dragon Ball manga that were remade into like comic book form. In terms huh. of like in, like made into like kind of comic book issue type that format. And it was like, you know, left to right, all that sorts of stuff, so there was a lot of just weird going down in that time period in order to just like we want this this stuff is so popular how can we introduce like this other format into it and make more money off of it essentially yeah i mean it it's why do i keep blanking on what i'm going to say you're sick yeah okay fair um <laughs> It was just a matter of making it accessible in a way that, like, American audiences were not scared of it, right. essentially. And it worked because now you can actually buy books in their mostly original format. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it, it was kind of like a weird transitional period in order to make it accessible. Totally. And now it's like, okay, cool. Things are fine now. Um, maybe don't, like, what was Usagi's name? Serena? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Which is that's just that's just them going off of the the uh, how they changed the anime. Mm -hmm. Uh So going off of Maho Sojo, we would go into Seinen, which is basically like the more adult version of of Shonen. Yes. And of course, for that, you got to go with JoJo. JoJo. Uh, specifically, I went with uh, the first part or the first volume of Battle Tendency. Mm hmm. Which we discussed this one for mm -hmm. a bit. Uh, what which version to use? Because like it's it would it was mostly a choice between like do we go Battle Tendency or Stardust Crusaders? Yeah. And I feel like the 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 first bits of Battle Tendency are like they capture more of that weirdness of JoJo more than the first bits of Stardust does. Mm -hmm. So like I think that would be a little bit more easier for people to understand. Um. But like you could you could go either way on this, but yeah, it, just, it was just it just basically came down to like a matter of preference on this. But in terms of like just the genre in general, like JoJo is easily like a a key factor in this in this genre. So like it made the decision just very easy. Yeah, and I mean, Battle Tendency is great, so True. there's that too. 
Uh, and then moving on from that, we go into Slice of Life, which is <laughs> kind of a complete departure. Yeah. Uh, and then for, for this, like, you know, there's obviously so much you can kind of go through with Slice of Life because there's so much that can be kind of classified technically as Slice of Life. Uh, but I went in a kind of different direction with this and picking a title that's not localized here. Uh, so I picked up the first volume of uh, Josie Kase, and one of the interesting things about this series is that there's no text in it. There are no dialogue bubbles. There's nothing like that. The story is just told through panels and art. Huh. So even though like it's a series that's not been localized over here, you know, you can still read it and see exactly like what the the author's going for with it. It's still visual storytelling. And also you kind of get into the whole dynamic of like how does this story or this this manga, this form of graphic novel not having dialogue bubbles or text of really any kind outside of maybe like signage in the backgrounds or something like that like how does that disrupt the entire formula in terms of like how a person reads it how do they how they ingest the story how does it change basically the entire formula for how you read comics graphic novels manga all that Mm -hmm. and you know that's a very interesting question to question to ask and i think this kind of this 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 series really gets at the heart of that and I think it's a very interesting thing to to look at uh, and then after that we go to Jose which is the more adult version of Shoujo and yeah. with that I picked uh, Chihaya Furu uh, just because like Jose is kind of like one of those genres that I'm not super familiar with and I, I, I was familiar with Chihaya Furu so I was like okay well people kind of classify that as this so let's go with that um and interesting enough like you could kind of also from chahaya furu get like you could talk a little bit about how sports manga works because this kind of follows that same formula a little bit because of the 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 material it's it's using but uh but yeah i guess because especially because i don't have like sports manga as like a specific genre listed under here and that's also another big important factor in the entirety of manga. Uh, after that, Mecha, because it's me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just picked the first volume of uh, Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin, which is the retelling of Mobile Suit Gundam, because it's gorgeous art and, you know, the story's real good, so. Uh, were you going to say something? I just think it's hilarious that it was like Gundam I mean it's it's you it makes sense yep. and I'm like yeah okay it's fine I mean I could have picked Gundam Wing you could have the first volume has the iconic uh enveloped herring scene in it so oh my god uh, why did you not pick that one uh, I because this is a better this is the better choice honestly okay okay that is iconic though uh and then finally like to round out the the semester uh you'd look at a, an adaptation. And I thought this was pretty important to like look at, just like see like, okay, how does Japan look at other forms of media? How do they adapt that into manga? And you've seen kind of recently a trend of these North American created versions of manga that are adaptations of literature. Yeah. Where they basically take the manga styling, the art the art and all that sort of stuff, and create these manga versions of classic works of literature, whether it's like Shakespeare or like Pride and Prejudice or, you know, things like that. The Bible. Sure. Yes. <laughs> Remember when yes. you spent like a few yes. hours looking at the Bible yes. in manga form and it was ridiculous, like Jesus was oh, I don't know. And like those were th- things that like I was thinking about, we're like, okay, well, I could use these, but at the same time, I wanted this to be more focused on, like, okay, what is a Japanese creator thinking of, like, Shakespeare? And yeah. I found that in Requiem of the Rose King, which is, like, this, uh, I guess, almost shoujo-esque version of 
I need to look it up. It's like Richard the Third and something. <laughs> I forget what the other the other uh, Shakespeare play is, but it's like the one that goes along with Richard the Third. Wikipedia can load. Uh, Henry the Sixth and Richard the Third. So it's based around those two plays, and it is a manga retelling of those two plays. Look at the art. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh my god. It is really wild. And especially because like the the author definitely takes liberties with with the the two plays where like the uh the main character which I think is it's either is it Richard it might be uh the author makes him androgynous. And also a lady. Which is not exactly what? how the, the play goes. Also a what? Yeah. A what? A lady. A lady? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, sure. Because like the, cool. the, the, the opening bits were like, you know, oh, they were like a demon and everything. And like, there's this huge secret behind them. It's like, oh, they've been parading around as... as as a dude but that's not the case and like like i hadn't yeah kind of like i hadn't read (laughs) either of these uh two plays so like i didn't know if like that was actually a thing and i was talking to my advisor who's like literally studies shakespeare like that's his thing i was like is this a thing in those plays he's like nope no that's totally not (laughs) i was like all right like so this manga interpretation says this and you, you guys are like nope nope abort <laughs> oh that's so funny i mean i did recommend it to him so maybe he he'll, he'll read it at some point <laughs> oh my god i hope he does i just imagine like some some academic in the english department like pulling out his requiem of the rose king copy i mean he's literally wrote a like a, a an article about like shakespeare manga so all right all right and like he was telling me, like, because he was teaching another like graphic novel class, like he was like panning through one of the the works he was gonna use for like a class, and like someone came in and was like, "You read comic books?" <laughs> Why is the accent? I don't know, but that was like <laughs> that was like their reaction. He was just like, "Yeah, <laughs> teaching a yeah. class on it." Uh, nice. So yeah, those are essentially like the key. Uh, the key. The key text, text, the key main text. Uh, there's also two other texts that I use, um, which are more um, kind of supplemental, but like work in as well. Uh, one of them is literally just like a history text. Uh, it's called Manga 60 Years of Japanese Comics. And it kind of goes through like the history of the medium, all the genres, and gives you like a good baseline. Of, like, okay, what's the popular works? Like, what do they do in them and like a lot of it is just like here's a big here's just a page from one of these works and let's talk about what it does uh the other one is manga in theory and practice the craft of creating manga by hirohiko Ardaki, the creator of jojo which i thought was uh <laughs> which i thought in general was just like a really good read in terms of like okay like what is a manga creator thinking when they're setting out to to create something and this is kind of a a good little way to get into that mindset and also you know can help you better understand like you know what why would someone make the choices they're making and when creating their work mm-hmm. uh outside of those there's also just a large list of second supplemental material and secondary readings that would be read basically alongside a specific work so uh, basically, like when when you read Astro Boy, you would read both of the, the 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 works I just talked about. Like those would be when you'd read those. But once you get into the other stuff, like some of these are gonna have like specific uh, meaning attached to them. So like, oh, if it's like you're reading this work, and then the supplemental is like, oh, this is about that work. Some of them though, because of course, you know, not everything on this list is going to have academic writings about it because either mm-hmm. it's, it's just like, you know, too new or B, you know, it, people just aren't writing about it for for whatever reason. So uh, for Full Metal Alchemist, there's a there's a uh, an article that I found way back when 
when I was doing the graphic novel class. It's called Full Metal Alchemy, The Monstrosity of Reading Words and Pictures in Shonen Manga. So obviously it's deeply tied to Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, so that's kind of like a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one, though, is a little a little different, but also kind of fits in because Full Metal Alchemist is, is written by a woman. Uh, and this is titled uh, Straddling the Line, How Female Authors Are Pushing the Boundaries of Gender Representation in Japanese Shonen Manga. Mm-hmm. So once again, fits in because it's you know about Shonen Manga. And that's like a lot of the ways that like I kind of try and fit in if like if it doesn't at- attach to a certain work, like try and make it fit into the genre. And if it doesn't fit into the genre, well, just here's some weird history piece about manga or just something strange about the medium that is just interesting, I guess. Uh, when we get to shoujo, neither of the works or neither the the, the supplemental material ties into Kimi no Nitadoke, so uh, I just went with some more just traditional stuff about shoujo. So the first one is called mm-hmm. Shoujo Manga Girls Comics A Mirror of Girls Dreams. Is that the one I sent you? That might be the one you sent me. Because that one's really good. Uh, and then the second one is titled Nuclear Disasters and the Political Possibilities of Shoujo Manga A Case Study of Works. <laughs> Which is just like, all right. Uh, the four coma comedy section literally has nothing tied to comedy manga because I could not find anything about either four coma or comedy manga that was like generalized. So, which is a bummer. But the two things I have for it, like I feel like are interesting in, in the in how they work. Like the first one is literally called the use of translation notes in manga scanlation, mm-hmm. which in general a lot of manga you're gonna read is gonna like potentially in the back like okay well here's the uh, translation notes of like you know what this word means or what this phrase means like <laughs> like the new sailor moon ones have some interesting translation notes like here's what a vcr is yeah it's like oof oof uh and then the other one is called the first japanese manga magazine in the united states which is about when I think when shonen jump was going to have like their like its own us version of the of the magazine in the year 2005. Right about when everything was about to bust. So I think that's yeah. a really interesting period piece. Especially because like the way the the, the the piece is like talking is like, oh man, this is going to this is going to change the entire industry. It's going to be so amazing. And then you look at it now and it's like, who buddy. Yeah. Uh, when we get to Sailor Moon. Uh, one of the days for that class would be like, hey, like this ties into one of the assignments is like, or you, you'd watch Sailor Moon S the movie and read the, the the version of it from the manga Sailor Moon Short Stories Two, Princess Kaguya's Lover. Uh, but in terms of supplemental material, there's a there's two, and then obviously this is also ties into the 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 U.S. release of Chapter One, which we talked about earlier. Um, the supplemental materials though would be for for Sailor Moon. Uh the first one is Magic, Shoujo and Metamorphosis, Magical Girl Anime and the Challenges of cha- of Changing Gender Identities in Japanese Society, which is very much in line with like what Maho Shoujo is. And then the second one uh also kind of in that same vein, uh Prince Charming by Day, Super Heroine by Night, Subversive Sexualities and Gender Fluidity in Revolutionary Girl Utina and Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. Which pretty on par with with that series. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I feel like some of the more interesting ones I found were with regards to JoJo, which is very interesting. Uh, one of them is literally called High Comics Art, The Louvre, and the Bende Dessine, <laughs> which is just the, the French word for comic books. Uh, and it it goes into this, it kind of challenges the idea of, of graphic novels and comics being considered low art. Because how can you consider these things to be low art when the the creator of this of this work has literally had his character designs and character art up in the Louvre or however you pronounce that like hanging for an exhibition the, the Louvre the Louvre yeah sure yeah, I take French Frenches I don't know French <laughs> you're able to pronounce it better but yeah is like, that how you pronounce I, it sure whatever that French place yeah. is shaped like a pyramid the French Museum. <clears throat> that one but yeah like it, it it really challenges like the idea of like how can this be considered low art if if we have creators that are having their works exhibited in these high class uh art museums 
Like, is that really possible that we can still consider these to be low art? Uh, and then the second one is called David Bowie's Influence on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> uh, and then the last one, unfortunately, doesn't tie into JoJo because I, because basically those are the only real two I could find, unfortunately. Uh, the the next one though is called Japanese Manga in Translation and American Graphic Novels: A Preliminary Examination of the Collections in Forty Four Academic Libraries. Uh, you would also be not surprised to learn that Slice of Life does not have a lot of generalized uh, work about it. Uh, I'm not surprised. So the two for this I have call, are called Books Not Comics, Publishing Fields, Globalization, and Japanese Manga in the United States. So more of like just here's what the, the medium has done in the U.S. And then Adapting the Medium, Dynamics of Intermedial Adaptation in Contemporary Japanese Popular Visual, visual Culture. So more just like here's how... Here's about an adaptation of manga mm -hmm. and bringing it over. Uh, Jose, I had to go a little weirder. Well, not weirder, <laughs> but just like kind of outside the box. Uh, so the first uh, supplemental material I have is called Shoujo and Adult Women, a Linguistic Analysis of Gender Identity in Manga, which you could kind of tie that back into some of the Maho Shoujo bits we talked about as well. And then the second one goes into Jose, but not in terms of manga, but it's called Jose Drama in Japanese television's New Woman. But since it's like kind of technically about Jose, it, it kind of fits. Mm -hmm. Mecca, there's some stuff about Mecca. A lot of it, though, more was like, hey, you want to talk about building Gundam robots models? And I was like, no, <laughs> not, I mean, yes, but not yeah. particularly right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Of course you do. Uh, so the first one I have is A Brief History of Japanese Robophilia. The second one is called Imaginary Warriors Fighting Robots in Japanese Popular Entertainment Performance. And then the third one is called The Sweet Smell of Japan Anime Manga in Japan in North America. <laughs> mm, that sweet smell. Uh, and then the... And then the last one is about adaptation. Uh, the first one is called Shakespeare Manga and the the Pilfering... Pilfering pilfering of japan soft power which is uh the piece that my advisor did about uh shakespeare manga and then the second one is called hello shakitty pier which is like i think about like a bunch just like weird shakespeare references in like japanese media and i think this is like the, i think this is the piece that like references like some otome that has shakespeare references in it Oh my god. Which is right up your alley. No kidding. Have I played that one? I don't think so. Oh. Tragic. So yeah, that's like that's that's the syllabus of this course. And then Nice. I don't think we talked about the main the main question of this course, which is literally the title of it. Uh and it's called Is Manga Literature? Mm-hmm. That's the that's the the immediate question of the course and something that you know, would be what we challenge throughout the entirety of the course. And then, like, the subtitle is Critical Analysis of an Underdeveloped Medium. Which, let me say, it took us forever yeah. to figure out what to call this course. <laughs> Titles are hard. Very hard. Titles are so hard. And so it's like a whole, a whole lot of back and forth of, like, what about this title? What mm -hmm. about this title? What about this title? What about this title? And, like, titles are hard, especially academic titles. That was, like, the, think... the hardest thing I think we had to do. Yeah, and like you freaking nailed it. It's a good title, and this course is so freaking baller. Like when I went to present this, like that was like the the title of my presentation, and like one of the 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 other teachers that was kind of like there sitting again, like saw that and was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I mean, no! I mean, to be fair, he's he's not wrong, but it's also something that hey. You know, with courses like this, with more examinations of the field, with more writings, you know, eventually, sure, why not? Why can't it be? Well, that's what I'm thinking. It's like, you know, for him to shut it down immediately without even putting any thought into it is kind of like closed-minded. But that's also academia and how they work. So. Yeah, true. <laughs> not surprised. I mean, if you look at like the history of the literary canon, like things come out of it, things go into it at various points in time, like... There's no there's no reason to disbelieve that manga at, at some point in time is going to be considered literature. 
whether mm-hmm. it's just by its own merits and has its own canon by itself or just becomes part of the canon itself for whatever reason. It's totally possible. And I think like part of that has to go down to like, you know, the way we classify it as like quote unquote low art right now. Like mm-hmm. eventually, you know, it, it could be seen as high art. I mean, it's kind of the same thing with like video game histories. People mm-hmm. are like, Oh, you know, it's video games. Why would that be history? And like, I don't know, man, because it freaking matters. Right, exactly. So, like, it's a huge industry, and it's an industry that has had a lot of impact on a bunch of different areas of culture, and I feel like manga is getting to that point, too. So, like, you can't just ignore it just because it's popular culture or low art or whatever. Right. Dumb. Academia is dumb. (laughs) Uh, so, So, essentially, that's the class in general, like, um... There's also, like, I had to make some assignments. So, like, there's an annotated bibliography that, like, looks at, like, generalized uh, academic articles on manga. So, something like that. Uh, the Compare and Contrast paper, which is, like, is is the, the Sailor Moon movie. So, looking at how the movie is, how the manga version of it is, you know, what's the differences between the two in terms of, like, how they adapted it from the manga to the anime uh, and, and all that sorts of stuff. So pretty self-explanatory compare and contrast papers not that hard to figure out uh and then finally uh a final paper which is obviously what you would have in a class like this because this is a 400 level class it's not going to be easy in the slides because there's a lot of reading but obviously manga isn't like super like you're not reading you're reading maybe 200 pages but it's not like 200 pages of like a literature text (laughs) Uh, but the final paper essentially would be, okay, you've had this entire semester to to read all these different genres. Um, now it's time for you to go out into the wild world of manga, find a series that you want to write about, and argue whether or not it should be studied further, studied l- more or less than it already is. Um, or quite possibly be like, hey, I don't think this is worthy of study in the slightest. Yeah, I mean that's op- an option. Mm-hmm. Like your your academic, ac- <laughs> I swear words. <laughs> your academic guy who said no. Uh, so yeah, that's basically the the genesis or the 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 main line of this entire paper is that like, hey, find a find a manga, and then argue for its merit or against its merit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to kind of like restrict this in a sense that like. You can't go out all willy-nilly and find whatever you want. A, because, you know, what we talked about earlier, like, you might find something, but it's not legally available. Right. That could be a a bit of a problem. Uh, So I created my own list, which I had your help with in terms of, like, uh, here are are different versions of, uh, or here are different manga that are out there that are legally available and fit into basically all the genres that you have we've covered so far and you could easily probably write about most of these are going to have you know different uh supplemental material that you'll be able to find some of them won't but you'd still you could still be able to write about it and then also i kind of like restricted as well of like hey don't go buy the entire series like that would be ridiculous and kind of silly don't do that um Unless you, like, do this paper and realize that you really like it, then you can do that on your own time. Like, I even, like, say, like, hey, if you want to cover, like, an arc, like, a specific arc, and you know where where it is in those books, go for it. Or if you're, Mm -hmm. like, I don't really know, but I want to just, like, get, like, a more thorough sense of, like, what this series is, uh, get up to four books. After that, no. That's a little bit much. Uh, but like four volumes would definitely give you a, a real good sense of exactly what this story is. So I think after if you had that many, like you would be good to go. You would be set. <laughs> uh, but the the works I chose and obviously, like I said, I had the help from you because it was a little tough trying to figure this out. Uh, Dragon Ball. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of the same thing that we were talking about earlier right. and that like you have you have to think about like what what works what doesn't work and like we had to come up with several titles so Mm -hmm. it it was a a team effort 
Uh, so these are the other ones I chose. Uh, Dragon Ball is a pretty obvious one. Uh, one Piece, mm-hmm. definitely one you don't want to buy all the series of. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Hunter Hunter, Inuyasha, Orange, Boys Over Flowers, oh. uh, The Rose of Versailles, Revolutionary. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can we go back and talk about the fact that Boys Over Flowers, we were both sending it to each <laughs> other were. at the same time. <laughs> I was like, what do you think of this? And then you sent me the same thing. I was like, wow, I am on this page right now. <laughs> We're like, all right, well, I guess that's going on there. Yep. It was just such a phenomenon. Anyway, continue. Uh, Revolutionary Girl, Latina, Ca- Cardcaptor Sakura, uh, Puella Maji, Madoka Magica, uh, Cutie Honey, Haven't You Heard I'm Sakamoto, yes. Crayon Shinchan, Pop Team yes. Epic, yes. Berserk, Akira, Princess Jellyfish, Paradise Kiss, K-On, Nichijo, Neon Genesis Evangelion, Ghost in the Shell, Lupin the Third, and Speed Racer. Go Speed Racer, go! Uh, like, like that's a long list, and this is a this is the type of class that's not going to have that many people in it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. ten at max, maybe. It's like obviously that's like that's more than enough for for a class of this size. Um, but yeah, like that would just be like a good way to like show, Hey, you know, I, I took this class. I, I saw through all these genres. I understand more about manga than maybe potentially I came in with. Um, and now it's time to, as, which is essentially the key thing through a lot of English courses. It's like, you know, you go through everything throughout the semester. And then by the end of it, you are, you are, more than capable enough to create your own personalized argument for or against something. And, you know, that's the, that's the key point of it. And I think like a class as well, like, like this would be interesting because, you know, you'd probably have people who come in and are like, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of Monk. I've read so these works, yada, yada, yada. But also, you know, because it's a 400 level course, you're going to get people in there that are just like, hey, I need this for my degree. <laughs> yep. And I think those would be the more interesting cases of like seeing like, okay, well, here you're a person who has no experience with this medium in general. Uh, what are you going to get out of from this? Yeah, I think that would be a really interesting case to see like what somebody who has no idea about manga would come out of the class thinking, mm-hmm. like what their argument would be. And even, like, I would be interested to see, like, what type they gravitate towards. Right. Like, I, I'm just I, out of sheer curiosity. Which I think, again, would be just, like, personal preference and all that stuff, so. Yeah, totally. But at the same time, yeah, I, I completely agree. Like, it would be it would be incredibly interesting just to see. Um, I just like knowing what people like. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's basically the gist of the course that I created. Um, yeah, it, it sounds so cool. It was a lot of work. It was a, like like I said, like a basically an entire semester worth of work. But yeah, um, people seem to like it pretty well, so that's cool. Like I've talked to I talked to my professor of the the course I took uh, last semester, kind of, kind of be like, okay, what what should I do with this? And, you know, there was, like, the ideas, like, okay, well, you know, you could teach it. Obviously, you could go and talk about this at conferences. Um, but he also gave me, like, an idea of, like, well, if you're going to pursue this further, like, I think the one thing you're going to have to ta- tackle is canonization. Yeah. And he gave me, like, a book that's literally, like, this is about canonization and, like, how it works and everything. So, like, if you're going to do that, you need to read this book. And then once you've done that, like, you could go ahead and try and tackle that. So, like, that's... It's an interesting potential route. But, uh, yeah, obviously, like, I don't know, um, exactly what's going to happen with it or where it's all going to go. But, you know, there's, it's cool to have options. And I was pretty proud and glad of, like, what the work I did. I'm really proud of you. I think you <laughs> Thanks, did a buddy. fantastic job. Like, I really am. <laughs> I was generally so proud of you because, like, you built this entire course that's so fascinating. And, I mean, I know it was hard on you because it was a tough semester, but, like, you kicked its ass and you're like, you know what? This is mine. 
and I'm so proud. And like, I, I hope that it doesn't just like end up nowhere because like it's it's too good just like fall into the abyss. Like, I, yeah, like I definitely want to do stuff with it. It's just you know figuring out exactly what, but. Um, yeah, and that's the hard part. Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I don't know. I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> I want to be Al when I grow up. Oh, man. I had somebody tell me that, and it just made me want to cry. <laughs> it's so sweet. It's like the sweetest thing somebody's <laughs> ever said to me. Oh, man. Um, but, yeah, I, I was incredibly proud of you, and I think this is such a cool idea for a class. I wish I was teaching this class, but. <laughs> well, I have all the material it's... if you ever needed to. <laughs> I'm a historian, not an English person. I mean, it's not that much different. It's really not. I mean, like, I was talking about linguistics and history earlier when I was ranting about Noah Webster. There you go. <laughs> As you do. As, like, look, and, like, look at this. Like, this is a class that teaches the history of manga at points. Yeah, you're right. You're very, very right. Um, Our humanities. <laughs> so cool though it's such a cool idea thanks buddy uh-huh no problem loki would you take it good answer uh well all right let's let's get back into the into the wrestling portion of this podcast um, <laughs> happy birthday jared wrestling <laughs> time to talk about what happened at wrestle kingdom this year man the tokyo dome was was live and loud <laughs> Isn't like one of the, the like Western wrestlers like retiring? Did I make that up? I <laughs> <laughs> I saw that one of them was like in a crazy like one wing costume. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. One yeah, of them dressed guy. up I as saw... the the main character from Delta Rune, the uh, the Undertale sequel, and had like Toby Fox make a video about his storyline that they played at the event. I hate everything. Just burn it all down, start over. The man with the finisher known as the one-winged angel. Oh my god, wow. Anyway, I did see I did see that. So that's a thing. That's that's a That's a different conversation. I mean, it turns out that one of my coworkers is also really into Japanese wrestling, so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, apparently it just never never goes away. You sometimes just stay up until 7 in the morning watching wrestling sometimes. Um. Hey, that's, that's way earlier than it was last year when it was like 8.30 in the morning when it ended. <laughs> I'd rather watch Love Live. I mean, I watched uh, I watched that Tokyo Dome uh, awkward performance, and I watched the Tokyo Dome wrestling show, and I think the Tokyo Dome awkward performance was a little bit more livelier. <laughs> I mean, when that pop, that pop when Saint Snow f came out, like, oh man, man, man. you're not gonna see a bigger pop in in any entertainment other than that. Like, that was f insane. Wow. <sighs> yeah, that's 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 our podcast. <laughs> That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we do. It's my birthday. It's your birthday. Everybody say happy birthday, Jared. Yay. Yay. I'm old. Excuse you. I feel old. Excuse you. I've been up. I've, I've only got four hours of sleep. I feel old. I slept more because I was sick. I know. But I'm jealous. Still excuse you. I'm sorry. I am older than you. Barely. Barely older than you, but yes, older than you. So if you are calling yourself old, then you are by proxy calling me old. You're you're young. Just saying. You're young, I'm old. <laughs> you're the you're the grizzly old man. Time is a construct and I will I will take it whatever way I want. <laughs> you're not wrong. You are not wrong. All right. I like it. I like it. Oh my god, time is a construct and Jared is old and Al is not. There you go. That's all you need. Alright, yep. That's the podcast. We're done. <laughs> uh, well. This has been fun though. Yeah. I'm glad that we got to talk about your, your academic funsies. <laughs> academic funsies. 
Yeah, well, because I mean, we've talked about mine, and we haven't really talked about yours. Well, like in general, I don't think you put academic and funsies together. Oh, okay. Well, fair. You usually don't, but I'm Al, and that's just what I do, apparently. True. The the good old Al way. Uh, so yeah, that's gonna do it for our 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 show this week. Uh, if you'd like more from us, go to SeasonalAmyCheckup.com or SAC.cool. If you'd like past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like uh, the Seasonal Amy Checkup and Jared Now Watch, uh, you can find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like uh, more from Anladium, go to Anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Twitter.com slash AnimeCheckup. And you can support us on Patreon, Patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Next week, we'll something. Have something. I don't know what, but something. It's going to be something. So we'll talk about something. (laughs) It's what we do. It is what we do. But uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. It's what we do. Join us next week. For something. Yeah.